Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couple's Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists, and today, like every day, (laughs) we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Welcome back to It's Complicated, Couples Guide Podcast, episode 42. We are back. Back and ready to answer questions from our lovely listenership. Yes. Today, I love this question. Um, So today we had a listener um, write in about a question of, is it okay if my partner is flawed? With a follow-up question of, how do I send him for therapy? (laughs) (laughs) I know that people are probably like, did Talia write this question? <laughs> the answer is no. Actually, I did not, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Balia Tombola wrote in this question. <laughs> um, is it okay if my partner is flawed? How do I send him for therapy? <laughs> yes. Uh, honestly, though, it's such a genuine question that I think <laughs> we get a lot. And it's such a natural question when you're in a relationship of like, well, is it okay that I'm dating not Mr. Right? Or at least in some ways it feels that way right now. And then also I value therapy. How do I uh, drop the not so subtle hint? Go do work, <laughs> go see a therapist. Please go talk to somebody that isn't me about your issues that you clearly have that you're in denial <laughs> about. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for the betterment of my life and our relationship. Yeah, low key though, fine. Yeah. I mean, and I'll even say I was in a relationship where it was, especially since I'm a therapist, was so obvious my partner would really benefit from the growth and support of therapy. And even I was in a loss at times of like, how often do I drop that hint or make that suggestion and and do something like that? So I think even I just want to honor to listeners out there how tricky that discussion can be and that's coming from me a therapist and clearly my partner knew i was a therapist and was on board with a general therapy thing but still still a tricky thing to do so true and i would say we we you know chatted a bit about it right before but Uh having the conversation about what is flawed yes an important uh foundation to work our way from so i would say flaws look different for everyone and we're looking at a general template of flaws, like what people usually mean by it, I would say this person is probably meaning like maybe a, a bad habit or a pet peeve, you know, they, something more, not like they chew with their mouth open or whatever, because we don't work on that in therapy. Like, <laughs> apology to it, but like. That's my new specialty. Yeah, right. <laughs> couples where one partner chews with their mouth open. You know how many couples you would get and then you'd of course find deeper it has nothing to do with the chewing with the mouth open. It has something childhood trauma. Yeah. 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 Um, I think this person is probably referencing like they tell white lies. They um, aren't great on timing things that like things that are annoying enough to be a problem in the relationship or maybe deeper than that right deeper flaws like they do have work to do internally and they haven't done that yet or they do um you know have a past history of trauma in relationships and they haven't worked through it yet right so flawed can be an eye of the beholder can be looking at like that is so flawed right their thinking's flawed they're this they're that the way they do things or it can be 
they are they have some kind of damage to them and they need a little bit help a little bit of help to talk through it yeah I, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because I did. We did talk before recording that we wanted to address this word flawed. Yeah, and the reason I I like addressing that is honoring that that is a bit of a loaded word, and everyone has a different perception of what that might mean. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to even own that I don't really look in my clinical work to anyone with a lens that they're flawed. Everything has a purpose in my, in my view clinically. And that's one of the things I explore with couples a lot of the times is this might be something that one partner perceives as a flaw in the other. Mm-hmm. Well, let's try to understand where this quote unquote flaw comes from to, under, to get more of it. And what we do then is try to suss out, is this a motivated behavior that comes out as a flaw? Mm-hmm. Um, like being... Uh, what was the example you had about being late on time or time management or I forget yeah, what like you just said. Time but. management issue, like yeah. telling white lies. Like, oh, yeah, telling I'm white lies. Yeah. Telling white lies. Love that. Yeah, that's a great one because for some people, white lies, like what's nobody else a white lie? And for other people, any lie is a trust breach. Exactly. So we talk about the different values around that. But sussing that out and trying to understand like, hey, where this quote unquote flaw comes from mm-hmm. and was that a, a motivated behavior because that's what someone learned early on? Or do we then, as a team, the couple and me, decide actually this perceived flaw was really being fueled by the partner who called it a flaw and their understanding of the white lie where it's like, no, yeah, it it wasn't actually even a white lie. It was, I was trying to more simplistically put, let's go, you know, like a detail. I didn't want to go to all the details because it just didn't matter. But right. then the other partner says, no, that's a white lie. And that's a trust thing. My point is, while I'm not explaining this very clearly, is in the term flaw, right. there's, there's actually a, a lensing factor where you can have one lens and look at one thought, emotion, or action. And it can be a flaw or it cannot be. And one of the skill sets in any relationship is understanding, yes, this is a problematic relational habit that needs to be addressed that a professional could really support with or this is one person's perception of another that is influencing the relationship because one person's perception of a flaw another person could perceive as a gift yeah you know someone who tells those white lies in a different relationship their partner go like, yeah, thanks for just making it easy and clear for me and not bogging me down with excessive worry because mm-hmm. I didn't need to know that yeah. actually the Granny Smiths at the market were right. gross and that's why you didn't buy it. And instead you just lied and said they were out because it's yeah. easier for me. Great. I don't have to stress about it. Right. So I just want to like kind of start as a starting place there mm-hmm. about how flawed is such an interesting word and how the lens of how we look at it can shift. Yes. And the way that couples house this, usually mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. well, it was just a this, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just to that. And I'm like, oh, buddy, right? Because the listener, the person who wrote in is yeah. like, can I send him for therapy? Yeah, yeah. This is a very classic, segueing a bit, this is a very classic ma- uh, masculine feminine dynamic. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. Yeah. Who do women hold men to? Like as a standard, it's other women, right? Mm-hmm. So you could be very flawed compared to the women I know or to me, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean, like you said, it's actually 
a flaw. So I think it's yeah. important for couples to know or partners to know everybody has issues, right? Even the most perfect, I know it may shock people listening to this. I have flaws, right? <gasps> like, I know. <gasps> I can't even think of one off the top of my head to use <laughs> because I've come to terms with them so much in my own therapy, but yeah. everybody <laughs> has idiosyncrasies, at least is a better way to like non-judgmentally label it. We all have quirks, right? Yeah. My quirks could work with you or they could drive you nuts. It just yeah. depends, right? That's different than like an actual flaw. And my hope is the listener or the listener who wrote the question is not thinking like, oh, yeah, they're just a cheater. Like yeah. that's not... That's not a flaw. That's a characterological yeah. defect or morality choice that's repeated often. Like that's completely different than like, yes. yeah, there's something about him. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, and that's where there is a certain amount of of judgment that has to be had about are we talking a, a flaw, which in that language is a, is a a small deficiency, you know, a little blemish, as it were, versus. Right a flaw like hey my partner is ted bundy and likes to murder people so that's a character <laughs> that's a characterological yeah. issue that may yeah. not be resolved ever right um, right yeah so th- there's that but that actually what i think you're hinting at is the answer to the first part of the question is it okay if my partner is flawed and i would say with this baseline discussion going yes yeah. One of the things you mentioned and that we've actually dove into in detail in past episodes is that there's going to be traits of your partner in any mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. that you do not like. Correct. Because we are not the same humans. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good thing, which means relationships are dynamic and complicated. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be plenty of things that your partner does that you're going to perceive as a flaw or as frustrating or you don't like. Yeah. In that space and calling a flaw like that, it's absolutely okay your partner's flawed because guess what? We all are. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it's about you doing the work and owning them and accepting your flaws. Mm-hmm. And it also translating that in relationships, accepting your partner's flaws and how to go about that process. Yes. But I mean, that's a pretty strong stance on my end. Uh, do you agree, Talia, that like it is okay for my partner is flawed? Yeah, it's up. I think it's up to the partner who's experiencing the flaws to decide. We can't decide for you. There's plenty of couples I've sat with and I'm like, what is going on in your relationship? Like, yeah. what? And of course it's internal. I never say that out loud to them. Yeah. We're people first. Yes, it yeah. may come as a shock. We yeah. do have our own thoughts and feelings, but I'm like, no, yeah, it works for them, right? Yeah. It's like the passing thing of like, huh, okay. I don't, I wouldn't necessarily pick it for myself, but uh-huh. I don't only work with couples who I would choose their relationships. Uh-huh. Like that wouldn't be, <laughs> that yeah. wouldn't be a good job. So I would say it's up to the person dating said person. If the flaws are tolerable, what is your history like? What are you willing mm-hmm. to put up with? And yeah. what, you know, what does they say? One man's trash is another man's treasure. Like yeah. what one person could view as absolutely not okay. The other mm-hmm. person, like, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I'll take this over X, Y, and Z. This is fine. So yeah, yeah I think it's fine to date somebody with flaws and your partner probably should have some flaws because it's fun when you can use a healthy sense of humor and generally <laughs> your partner <laughs> about what you think is a flaw and what they don't. <laughs> like couples who like, oh, they don't stack the dishwasher right. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, I love these arguments. Like those are cute. Those are, yeah. you're going to have them no matter who you date. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I am such a structured, organized person. It's mm-hmm. easy to fuck with me, Same. and my girlfriend knows it. <laughs> <laughs> and in that way, 
and also by the way that's one way to like manage flaws in a healthy way is with humor in relationships couples who bring humor to the things that frustrate them about their partner so they have it in perspective it's just Mm -hmm. one little side note healthy strategy of if you can notice and getting into a banter and playfulness with these blemishes these flaws you're going to find that's going to have mileage in a long-term relationship. If you're noticing that these simpler flaws are leading to hurts and resentment, mm-hmm. then yeah, there, there is some space to explore that and try to resolve whatever negativity is being brought up. And I will point out, it's not exclusively on the quote-unquote flawed partner to fix their flaws, because again, it's a perception base. Mm-hmm. It's to work together because the person who's perceiving the flaw also has some work to do to increase acceptance in the relationship or could have that. I don't want to say, you know, it's, it's black or white, but these right. are the factors that are moving the chess pieces that regularly dance to figure out, let me assess the severity of this quote flaw. And is it Ted Bundy or is it dishwasher? And then also what space do we have for each partner to take some responsibility in, in coming together? be it the partner accepting the mm-hmm. flaw or the partner with the flaw, knowing that that drives the other person crazy. Yeah. So they're going to load the dishwasher differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you approach it? And I think yeah. given that the person wrote in, like, can I, yeah. can I send them to therapy? Yes. Um, take it from somebody who's tried that approach <laughs> both successfully and yeah. unsuccessfully. Yeah, you can, but it's like a lot of work and it really yeah. does at least for me, it took a lot of the, not joy, it, it, it changed the relationship. Yeah. Like it, it became obvious that the other person needed more work mm-hmm. and I was fine with that. Yeah. Again, like speak, speaking the truth. Accepting like, that. Yeah. yeah. They had flaws. Like who, who effing doesn't have flaws? Like yeah. I just happened to have been in therapy for 15 years and yeah. not that I don't have them, but I don't have a lot of them yeah. wreaking havoc in my relationship anymore because yeah. I've been therapy a long time, like a decade and a half. And so I'm more aware of mine uh-huh. and I can show up in a relationship and be like, this is probably what you're going to notice about me, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. And the other person could be like, I consent, like cool uh-huh. with me. <laughs> Versus getting to know somebody and you're like, oh, like yeah. what I thought was this was actually PTSD, this, all yeah. this other stuff that's deeper. And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot. Like, yeah. I don't mind he- while you heal relationally, we're in a partnership, right? I'm cool with that. But I didn't send them to therapy. I yeah. highly suggested. And I said, because I am a therapist and you asked me not to psychoanalyze you, which I don't do in my personal relationships. Like I'll mm-hmm. use things I know. I'm like, hey, noticing this pattern coming up, not going to therapize us, but we got to nip this in the bud because blank, right? Like yeah. we use life skills. It's the same as if we listen to a podcast or read an article and we're yeah. therapists. Like, hey, yeah. I learned this thing. So- I remember bringing it up and like, yeah, you can send them or kind of like mandate it or be mm-hmm. like, it's how you ask. And I remember asking very vulnerable being like, if this goes unchecked, it will be the demise of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think I had sense of humor said like, if I don't, if I want to not be with you, I want to get to know you well enough that it's like you that I don't like, right. Mm-hmm. Or you that I do like, I don't want it to be all this damage on top of this however they label it for themselves like I don't want it to be all that getting in the way because I'll never get to know the core you and then I won't get to decide who I'm signing up for right like if all that stuff is cluttering the the relationship then yes you can request that your partner seek help but Mm -hmm. you can't mandate it and speaking from other experience sometimes when they do go and get better the relationship can't survive the wellness Mm -hmm. and that's not the person you wanted in the beginning. And Mm -hmm. so 
be careful what you wish for because mm -hmm. sometimes those dark twisty damaged ones when they start working on themselves they're not so dark and twisty anymore yeah. it can be very boring yeah <laughs> and then you're back to square one so coming from a woman's perspective because i know i'm guessing a woman wrote that question yeah. um that Yes, Balia Tombola sounds yeah, like a woman to me. <laughs> I, really, I really didn't write this. <laughs> I would totally have done it though. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, can ask, you can ask them and depending on your partner's availability to want to say yes, like that's a huge indicator also. Yeah. Like I, I've, uh, I haven't dated somebody where it's gotten to the point where I'm like, you should probably go like, no, like this is the worst idea ever. Yeah mainly because on a first date, I will ask like, how open are they to going to their own therapy? Yeah. And if I get a no, then that's the last date we'll ever have because uh, you're going to need some therapy over the course of your life. Like whether it's family therapy for our kid, like it's going to happen at some point where that's, you know, and I require couples therapy in my relationships, my own dating relationships mm -hmm. when we're at long enough of a point, like we're mm -hmm. deciding marriage or not, like that's part of my life. Like it's, yeah. it's like having health insurance. It's like such a non-negotiable for me. So to the yeah. listener, whoever has the same question, like, can you send someone to therapy? Yeah. You can ask really nicely and listen in on why they want it or why they don't want it. Sometimes mm -hmm. they didn't even have awareness. Oh, I could go like, this is a fixable thing. Yeah. If you talked to they're like, oh yeah, I actually yeah. totally would love to work through this versus like, no, I'm fine. I don't need help. It's like, yeah. oh, the closed off one. All right. <laughs> That's not a sexy thing. I take it as a sign to run because they like their damaged ego they're like it's so broken i'm just I'm, i'll never be healed i'm like oh, okay like sure <laughs> some people are into it some people love that mm -hmm. I, you know a few times you're mentioning this like hey going for help going for yeah. help and i think there's i mean you obviously have the underlying value that therapy equals help yes that would be i think an important um frame to have if you're going to try to send him for therapy because here's <laughs> what won't work if you go them at an appointment that you booked for them without telling them yeah I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> i've been told by some of my other like oh. previous female clients they've done that i'm like you didn't want like <laughs> i i i actually think i've shared this 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 couple before on the podcast where i had a couple come yeah. and um, it was a male female partnership and the male was there thinking that this was going to be for like to work on something regarding their son and it turned into couples therapy now to be fair it wasn't like she the the female partner yeah. had duped him sure. they really did come assuming when they met with me that yes, they were going to do parenting be, yeah. stuff and I right away went that's not your issue at home. We need to talk about this other stuff. Now, to, and, and to both their credits and to his credit, he's like, I, I, we were joking. He's like, I totally got duped into couples. It's the greatest thing that happened, but I yeah. got duped into couples therapy. Oh yeah, yes, um, that's big plans. Yeah, yep. but back to this idea of help, how like you equate therapy with help. Like yeah. if to answer the advice of how do I send him for therapy? If you send him to therapy with an underlying or even an explicit message of you are flawed, you mm -hmm. are wrong, you are in some way not good enough for me, right. that's not going to ever work. No way. Because yeah. even if someone does have the ability to go, oh, maybe I, I, I could grow, if my partner is telling me that I'm not good enough or that I'm the problem, mm -hmm. that that's just going to be a shame space mm -hmm. that's going to make me even more um whatever quote flawed i am as well as i would say hey 
if I'm the partner saying, hey, um, I want to send him for therapy and I, it's all their fault and they're not a good human, Correct. that's more of a, a um, that's a Chicken reflection on me that's that true. I'm not taking yeah. responsibility or I, well, yeah. Well, yeah. and it's also like, then my, for some reason, I want to date someone who, who I want to like change in a sense where it's not their core self. I don't actually like that person. I only like right. who I imagine. So that's kind of an issue. What I love though, is you're, you're equating therapy with help, which of course, as therapists, that's how we see and hope to be our job. Mm-hmm. So if you want to send him for therapy, you know, you want to be looking at language or with an intent of, Hey, I think this could help you. Hey, I think you do. Like I talked to, um, uh, partners will call in saying they want couples therapy, but their partner doesn't want to come. And yeah. a lot of time I'll go like, look, if, if your partners want to come and won't even out of, I love you. So I'm going to sit with you in this. We're yeah. not going to get much done, but guess what? You still deserve support. You still deserve help. So, you know, I'm a couple specialist. Who can I link you up with a therapist for you to have individual work with to, right. to get some success? So if you, exactly, to <laughs> wonderful colleagues of mine, including Talia Bambola, who did not write this question. That is and a great so, question. <laughs> and so going to a space of, hey, you deserve support. I think this would be helpful and, and, and not forcing, forcibly sending someone, yeah. but gifting that, that therapy idea to them and saying, hey, I might send you in that direction as this might be something that I'm struggling with. You might want to struggle with that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also knowing that the approach needs to come from within you, Yeah. right? Yeah. There were definitely times in previous relationships where I'm just like, I don't know what's going on with you, but it's not working. Like <laughs> paraphrasing, of course, like yeah. not quite sure what the F this is, but I'm not down for it. Like yeah. fix it, replace it. I don't know, just fix it. And now it's come to the point of like, how can I lovingly, not selfishly in a negative way, but selfishly be like, this is affecting me, which affects how I relate to you. And I'm going to guess most on average people wouldn't be able to tolerate this in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like it's some of it could be like, uh, you know, personality stuff, trauma, again, previous, mm-hmm. previous issues that haven't been unpacked will likely get in the way of any relationship. Like, I don't know one relationship, but like, you know, what really helped us when my partner had PTSD. Like, that's not, that's not usually <laughs> additive that go, you know, unless it's regulated, right? I wouldn't, I would have no problem dating somebody with that as long as it was managed, right? Mm-hmm. I manage my anxiety. If I didn't manage my anxiety, my relationships would be garbage, right? Mm-hmm. So I hold, and to that set, to that end, if you can hold that person to the same standard that you're holding yourself, right? Before you hold up to the mirror, the, hold the mirror up to somebody else, make sure you take a look at your stuff before you request that of a partner. Yeah. And that's been a key shift is bringing things up like, hey, babe, you know, like my anxiety and this and that, I was super honest with you from the beginning. And I knew more about myself when we met, you know, all those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm noticing blank come up, right? Don't label it negatively about your partner. I'm noticing avoidance getting in the way of our relationship. I'm noticing white lies. I'm noticing whatever the flaw is rather than you, blah, 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 this making it like, Hey, this is something that I'm noticing. Do you notice it also Mm -hmm. check in on your partner's awareness before Mm -hmm. the suggestion of getting professional help is a big piece of advice that I would give 
because if they don't know that they do that thing mm -hmm. at all, regardless if it's an issue or not, you're going to be facing an uphill battle. And then in your brain, you're going to go, well, I did that thing one time where I did ask my partner to do that. And you're not realizing it wasn't the thing you were asking. They just oh. didn't think of it. They didn't get it. Yeah. It has to be worth it for a guy. Like you have a worth it equation. It has to be worth it for you yeah. to do it. So I would, of course, psychologically manipulate them healthily and be like, this, <laughs> these good things will start coming even more if this stuff comes down. Like my anxiety and your PTSD. Oh, win-win, right? Yeah. How you frame it makes a big difference. So that would be my food for thought for anybody listening. Bring it up in a way that your partner has a buy-in that they're going to want to work on it. It has to directly impact positively them individually you individually and the relationship as a whole yeah i also think coming at it from that same curiosity you were sharing would be useful both curiosity for yourself and for your partner so yeah. being curious to the partner like hey not only did you notice that what do you think about that for you is that yeah. is that getting does that distress you or does that keep you feeling right. like satisfying the relationship right. Right. or also for, you know sharing with your partner you know i'm kind of curious if you know, if I'm noticing this, maybe I might go to therapy to yeah. work on my anxiety. Yes. Uh, what do you think? What, do you think that would be useful for me? Or, hey, do we want to do this together? Do you want to go to couples therapy? Right. And have that sort of collaborative mm -hmm. discussion so that instead, again, you're not turning to your partner and saying, you, 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 I'm blame, blame, blame. You're the problem. Right. I got to send you to therapy. You can have a curious discussion of yeah. these things are happening. How do you feel? What do you think about it? I feel this way. Maybe it'd be useful for me to go get some support because I'm right. struggling. Or maybe you'd like to come with me and we can, you know, see a couples therapist. Mm -hmm. And that would be kind of cool because then we get to do this together and just strengthen our relationship. Yeah. Uh, no matter what, I get that for some people, any therapy is stigmatized to be it's uh, something's wrong. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to lead with keep in mind therapy is a support it is help and not necessarily in the way that like someone can't handle themselves it's like no. hey you hire a personal trainer to yeah. work with you on your health and you go in you have yeah. accountability and you're a professional who's ridiculously skilled so there's a relationship with accountability and there's yeah. an expertise in that relationship with yeah. someone who is well trained and experienced yeah. When I was going to be a cop, you bet your buns. I was in personal training. Like I was in the best shape of my, I was so hot. I was in the best shape of my life. <laughs> like, but I hired multiple professionals to help mm -hmm. me with that. Could I have done it on my own? I mean, I missed the jujitsu. Like, yes. Yeah. Did I want to? No, I liked yeah. having the company and the other person to help me with that. Right. Fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. That's what therapy is. It's hiring mm -hmm. a professional trainer for your mind. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking to a dude you got to talk to them in masculine language, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, babe, it's going to make your brain so jacked mm -hmm. and so hot. And you're going to be so strong, like all mm -hmm. these things where it's like a win, win, win and removing the stigma, right? Mm -hmm. I've been so non-stigmatized that when I'm like, wait, therapy still has a stigma. Like what? Mm -hmm. Like in my brain, I'm like, uh, that's still a thing. And of yeah. course the rest of the world is like, yeah, it's very much so a thing. Yep. So work through that stigma. At, offer to heal relationally, offer to be with your partner if you can walk alongside them in their flaw as they heal it, because then they get positive feedback, right? Mm -hmm. They get live feedback. Hey, it's getting better. Cool. Right. So mm -hmm. yes. And in, in my summary, I would say, um, yes, you can be with a partner who's flawed. It's up to you to decide what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And yes, you can gently suggest that they should go to therapy, explain why it would be beneficial. And if they say yes, great. And if they say no, also great, because you get to make a new decision now. Mm -hmm.
yeah, and you got to keep to your your values and your boundaries and say, all right, yeah. then I will decide accordingly. Likewise. <laughs> cool. Good question. Very nice question. Um, I think that'll wrap it up. I don't have anything else to contribute to that answer. I like it. Yeah. I would oh. say if you are continuing to date in the future, not you, a person <laughs> is continuing to date, asking those kinds of questions in the beginning, like mm -hmm. first or second date, maybe not first, but like asking some like, you know, what would, what, what is your biggest pet peeve about other people? Like general questions like that mm -hmm. would kind of get an idea for how that person reads the world. Yeah. It can be pretty cool to see, especially as a therapist, most people know that I like therapy. Like it's kind of, I don't get to hide that when I go on dates, but for other people, they may not know. So it's yeah. always worthwhile to check in with your partner, like, or the person you're going on a date with, like, what are your thoughts on self-help and development? Right. Yeah. I hate it. I want to be the way forever. It's like, Ooh, fixed mindset, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. To yeah. piggyback off that idea. Um, you know, anyone listening to this, our listeners is clear are they are clearly invested in these values because they're spending yeah. time listening to us talk about this all the time. Correct. So a great question is to just ask early on in your relationship, what are your thoughts about therapy and what would lead you to go see a therapist? And then yeah. having a, that could be an assessment tool, like you were saying about, ooh, if someone's kind of, I just want to be damaged goods forever, yes. that would be a get out. Or if it's someone who may not have been exposed to therapy or not have listened to podcasts like these and learned like what a great mental health benefit it is, they might see it as, oh, therapy sounds great. Oh, this was, so sorry, I just like interrupted myself. Yeah. Literally before I, I became a therapist, but I was still like in grad school. So I already bought into the career. Yes. I still thought, I had never seen a therapist before. I still thought it was, that was for people with like depression, PTSD, or as couples therapy. I didn't even think of it for myself. And I was totally open to it, obviously. Yeah. So anyway, you can always ask that and learn from someone. They're like, well, yeah, if, if I was, you know, ever, you know, with PTSD experience or I was majorly depressed or schizophrenic, of course I'd see a therapist. Yeah. And then you can have an open, genuine discussion about actually, you know, there's, there's more to the therapy world than just that. And it's so good for relationships too, mm -hmm. to have relational mental health. So mm -hmm. just some ideas as we yes. toot our own horns in our career because of how fun it is. Yeah, like everybody should see a therapist. The world would be such a better place. I wonder how many times we say that in a, in a I podcast. I honestly say it about once a day, no joke. Like even to myself in the mirror, I'm like, yeah. oh, we should see a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> After my weekly therapy session, I say yeah. that at least five times. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Everyone should see a therapist. Yes. And that is our ultimate message to our listeners, I would say. Go to so, therapy. <laughs> yeah, go to therapy. If you have questions, let us know. Yes. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it was a pleasure, as always, sitting here with you, Talia, chatting it up. And if anyone does want, if you do want us to answer your relationship questions, please, please, please shoot us emails or some DMs. Yes. You can reach us, Ryan and Talia, at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. Yeah. And then our Instagram is the Couples Guide Podcast. Mm -hmm. My Instagram's Therapy with Talia. And I'm at Ryan Hill Therapy. Perfect. Next and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening.